in securing the future of generations and deserve to be seen and heard. Our podcast is a safe space where men from all walks of life can come and process through life's challenges to become the best versions of themselves. Yo, what's up, fam? This is your boy, Big Brother Rob. I am so excited to see and hear and just figure out what's going to happen this evening. Yo, we have the relationship master, the relationship coach, the guru. Listen, if you know somebody who's in a serious relationship who or is in a situationship, yo, you need to get them on this live. Yo, when I tell you, uh, Pastor Steve Bozeman, he's the real deal. I'm talking about he, if if you're in a relationship with the wrong person, you probably won't be in that relationship after he gets finished with you. Yo, so listen, I'm excited. I'm honored to have, um, I believe, one of the best relationship coaches um, in the world here with me tonight um, on the I Am Man podcast. Yo, y'all give it up for the one and the only Steve Bozeman. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? Man, what's up, man? It is so good to be hanging out here with you on Yo. the Man conversation, man. This is exciting. I can't wait to get into this subject matter. This is just a uh, something that's so passionate on my heart, man. And uh, hey, look, I'm here to, to help you out, man, and share it because I know what God is doing through you. And I know how you're helping a lot of brothers, a lot of brothers out there, man, just with your whole testimony, your books, your ministry. Man. So, man I'm just, I'm just here, man. I'm just here to to catch the dust that falls off your feet. Oh, whatever, man. <laughs> I got some ugly feet, yo. But I'm excited <laughs> that you're that that you're here, man, yo. So, um, for those who don't know my uh, our relationship, uh, Steve Bozeman, he actually was the marriage counselor, pre-marriage counselor for Jackie and I, and I believe that if he could deal with us two. Yo, he, he he can deal with anybody, yo. He can deal with anybody. So if you know him, I want you to share. I want you to share, invite, 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 because it's going to get really, real, really real. Yo, I'm interested. So we always kick off the podcast. I always ask the question, what does it mean to be a man for you? What does it mean? Wow, you know, that 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 question almost sounds so simple that it'll slide right by you. What does it mean <laughs> to be a man? I mean, you know, because we're, we're, we're just talking right now, and, and, you know, we're not trying to be all, you know, philosophical and things of that nature. But, see, being, being a man, first and foremost, is really, to me, all about just simply being responsible with what, what, what's been entrusted into you, starting with yourself. Most brothers... Um, who are, t- are attempting to be men are irresponsible with themselves. Therefore, by default, you're going to see them be irresponsible with someone that they're trying to relate to. Again, starting with themselves. Irresponsibility is their, their core, their foundation. And, and when you talk about it, even women or even brothers or even women, when they talk about men not being men, what they're really saying is you're just an irresponsible human being. Mm. You don't, you don't know how to relate to yourself, let alone to God or anybody else. And that irresponsibility uh, just circumvents everything you're supposed to be. But being a man is really simple. It's all about being responsible with your life. And that's where it starts right there. Okay. All right. I hear you. So I've been, I've talked to a lot of different people 
And when yeah. we talk about uh, uh, what does it mean to be a man, everybody, depending upon where they are in their journey, uh, has a different working definition. So how has your definition changed over the years? You have raised kids. You got a wife. You working. You've been in corporate. You've been you know, you've not been in corporate. What what is, how has it changed? What has your journey looked like? That, that's a great question, because you're right. It, it is a, a journey. It, it, it's, it's a progression over the years and, and everything uh, should get better as you learn and particularly learn from your mistakes. And I'll be the first to tell you that I've learned from my mistakes and, and that's I've attempted to learn. I'm going to sit here and be all sanctimonious and act like I just got it the first time. No, it, it, it's in some instances, it took learning from the things that you did wrong, learning from your attitude, learning from your perceptions. And as you continue to grow, uh, Rob, it, it really boiled down to me not wanting to be where I was in that moment of brokenness, that moment of failure, that moment of, of lack. I just didn't want to be there. I didn't like it. And so I, I wanted to be better. I wanted to grow. And But again, that didn't mean I didn't have all the answers. I, I, some of that stuff I learned through failure. Failure was my best teacher. It, was, it ushered me into success because when I hit the brick wall, I realized that wasn't the way to go. And failure said, nope, go the other way. Now, it was my choice at that point, progressing as a man, even in my, my marriage, uh, to determine, am I going to continue to, to grow and go the other direction, or am I going to continue to run into this brick wall, this dead end, and repeat the cycle of failure? I know you know about that. You've talked about that before, the cycles of failure. And, and so it really boiled down to uh, going back to what I said earlier. Am I going to be responsible enough to take, take a responsibility for what I learned or what I didn't learn in this situation and then be able to move forward? Otherwise, it, just, it was just a perpetual cycle, stuck sitting there, hoping, wishing, praying, and really not doing anything to help myself. Okay. So how, so now you are a, uh, you're a coach, a relationship coach on top of a many other things that you do. So what in 2020, what are some of the main reasons why you see relationships fail? And man, I let, you know what that question right there, has so many answers. I'm here for it. Yeah, I, I know you are. And <laughs> the dynamics of failure uh, really end at the same place. Just It just failed. Now, what that looks like to one person it, it, in, in so many different perspectives, even, even now as, as I'm continually um, uh, uh, counseling folks and coaching folks, couples, um, all of them have different perspectives of, of failure. But at the end of the day, it ends in one place. Somebody's going to be broken. Somebody's going to be hurt. Somebody's going to be disappointed. And consistently, you see the same thing. It's this, it's this battle for, uh, I know there's a terminology going around. We talk about the new normal in realms of the pandemic. But I hear a lot of people use the term of my truth, my truth, my truth. And that's the problem. We have too many people, two people trying to come together with their respective truths. And their truths, in most instances, don't match. They don't agree. And so, therefore, you end up finding two people competing for the, the opportunity to, to, to uh, prove that my truth is truth. And then the other person wants to argue that, no, my truth is truth. And, and both tend to say, well, I'm right based off where I've come from. No, I'm right based off where I've come from. As you can see, it's that constant back and forth, pulling and tugging, looking for an edge, competing against one another, 
as opposed to complementing one another. And that's where you see the failure in relationships. And and uh, don't get me wrong, there's a um, there's a, a, a variation around the responsibility in re- relationships, particularly when it comes to men. And men have a specific call to be able to lead, to be able to sacrifice, uh, to be able to uh, take the relationship to a place perhaps where um, the the woman in his life or the wife in his life may not necessarily want to go to in that moment, or she may not even recognize where he's trying to take the relationship. And, And in some instances, she can get, not just women, but she can get somewhat emotional about the leadership of that man, and she would tend to push back and reject it out of her ignorance, not understanding that he's just trying to take them somewhere. And so he has to work a little bit extra harder to convince her, not just by his words, but by his actions. And when she can see some results, then you will tend to see, and this is not 100%, then you will see some some, um, agreement. But I see couples all the time, and they argue and they fight over posturing, over positioning. And usually after we do some digging, you know what that looks like to dig into the past, to see where they come from. Usually you'll see this, um, this disconnection that they have. And the only thing most couples have in common that I counsel that I've seen is pain. And they think that they have an agreement because, Oh, we both grew up in bad homes. We both had single parents, both our fathers left us. And by the time you look at the list, the only thing they have in common is brokenness and pain. And then at some point it catches up with them and they don't know how to deal with it. And that's where you see the failures. And that's when I get the phone calls. So that's not a relationship that what is out. There's a phrase for it. That's not, that's a, that's not a, a, a mate. That's not a, a helpmate. That's a wound mate. That's it. Come on now. That's a wound mate. So how, so how do you speak to, you know, because the truth is we live in 2020 and right. yo, it's hard out here for people who are, who are single, who are dating. And let me just kind of lay the foundation for situationships. Many people, including the saints are caught up in situationships. And uh, let me just define that for everybody. A situationship is uh, any, t- any form of, of relations with another person that you are not fully committed to or they're not fully committed to you. So you let me help you to help you figure out if you're in a situationship. If you are sleeping with somebody who you don't know is fully committed to you, guess what? You in a situationship. Yo, if you are sleeping with somebody who's already married and you're the side person, guess what? You're in a situation ship. Yo, if you are working on a divorce and you have already fallen in love or been or in a sexual relationship with somebody else, but you're still married, yo, right. you're in a situation ship. Yo, if you have a baby with somebody and y'all are not together, but y'all still... Right kicking boots with each other guess what you're still in a situation ship so how do we get out of situationships man rob it's 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 like anything else um uh there are people today that unfortunately um and you did a great job of just laying out 
some examples of situationships, and there are so many more. So those of you that he didn't catch, he, if he didn't open up your closet, don't think you got away um, because situationships are, are varied based off what you might think. For instance, there are some people who are in situationships. It, here, let me just add one to what Rob said, then we'll answer the question. Is that if, if you're the person where you're always wrong, you're the only one that has to apologize first. You always apologize first. You know what you're in? A situationship. Yeah, it, 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 you're always it's always your fault. You you it listen, that's the situationship. So we can look at the extreme uh, view, like sexual issues. I mean, everybody can relate to that, but then sometimes people tend to say, Oh, well, he's not talking about me. But you're the one that's always wrong. You're the one that always has to say I'm sorry. You're the one that always has to has to put up with it and try and amend the arguments and bring you all back together situationship. So, so what do you do for folks in cases like that? Well, and how do you get out of that? Well, first you have to want to be out, but here's the problem. That's yeah. Simply, nah. that's what I call simply profound. <laughs> you have to want to be out of it, but here's what I've discovered, Robert, in a lot of uh, uh, counseling sessions, even with single folks, um, they don't necessarily want out because they don't know what out looks like. They have nothing to compare out to. In most instances, a lot of them have been in, in damaged relationships. They were born into a damaged a damage relationship. They are the product of a situationship. You talked about babies and, and, and situationships where, where we have a lot of 2020 singles who are products of situationships. Your parents were a situation a situation they were in a situationship and gave birth to little situationship junior or <laughs> and that's what you are and so they grew up coming up always in uh, surrounded by drama brokenness bitterness arguing fighting separation they they experienced divorce even before they got married and had a divorce they went through a divorce with their parents so this was their their second divorce it just happened to be with their husband or their wife but they experienced divorce they experienced all of these issues you described and now they're stuck and they have no uh standard by which to look for, to find hope. And yeah, well, what about those who are believers and Christians? Yeah, but just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you know how to get out of a situation. You you don't know. And so you're stuck and you need you need someone to come in some instances and grab you and pull you out of it. But the problem, Rob, is, is this, man, that I've tried that with some people and you know you pull and you feel that pull back. You feel that resistance yeah. because they really don't want it. And this is what I've discovered. There are some people out here who are in situationships. They are not hurt enough to want to be healed. They're just not hurt enough to want to be healed. <laughs> they're in pain, absolutely. But they're not hurt enough to want to be out of it. I mean, there are some people, you think about it, and I like to reference Rosa Parks back in the day, the, the mother. What does Rosa Parks have to do with this? Rosa Parks, when you look back, the, the one of the founding mothers of the civil rights movement, when she was on that bus on that particular day, she didn't plan to sit in the front. Oh. On that particular day, she was just tired. And she <laughs> said, you know what? I'm not going to. Oh. She knew the law. She knew the law against uh, uh, black or colored people back then. She knew what the law says. She knew she was supposed to give up her seat to a, a white person. She knew all of that. But that day, that day, she said, you know what? I'm not going. And I'm willing to accept any consequences that come with this. But in the meantime, 
I'm about to sit my tired behind down. And therefore, as a result of her making a determination, she was fed up, she was tired, and as a result, she refused to continue to compromise what her fatigue. And that's what's wrong today. We got too many people who just aren't tired enough. They aren't fatigued enough. They'll say, I'm tired. I I'm just can't take this anymore. Then what are you going to do about it? At what point do you make a decision? Well, you making it sound easy. It's as easy as you making a decision. But when you decide that I'm going to continue to go through this cycle, I'm sorry, it was my fault. And the reality of it is this. You don't want to start over. You don't want to come out. You don't want to put in the work because y'all been celebrating that you're on your 10th year anniversary of being in a relationship or your situationship anniversary. That's all you're celebrating. It's that, and that's it. Nothing of extreme value. And I'm not trying to hurt anybody, but I'm trying to help you understand that you're hurting and you don't even realize that you're hurting. But some people, Rob, have gotten so uh, anesthetized um, to their pain that they can't even feel the pain that they're in. Therefore, they settle in it. And next thing you know, it becomes normal. And then when you offer them something that's uh, better, you offer them healing, you offer them deliverance, you offer them another way. They reject it because it's so foreign to them. They don't know what that looks like, and then they, they don't trust it because I've been in this. I've been in chaos all my life. We've been together for, for years. We got history. I got his tattoo on my lower right butt cheek, uh, uh, right above where it says uh, uh, caution, you know, enter with caution, bumpy roll. I, I got his tattoo on me. We've got kids. And so they tend to devalue themselves because of materialistic things. And all of a sudden, I'm stuck. So, Rob, how do you get out? Some of them, they, bottom line, you have to want to get out. Are you tired enough to, to, to get out of it? Or is this just another moment where you're tired, like you exercise. You exercise, you get tired, and you just go on back, and you rest, and you build up your, 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 you know, you build up yourself a little bit, and you go back, and you try and start all over. Well, we just, that's just how we communicate. That's not communication. So, you want out. Now, wait a minute. I hear you say you, you got to get out. But what do you say yeah. for somebody who felt like they've married the wrong person or they're not right. in love with the person that they're married to and they want to get out? What do you say to them? Okay, well. Situationship. Course, you know, Everybody hashtag situationship. Yep, yep. And so what a person in a situationship like that, not a marriage, but a situationship. Uh, they have their hands full because the truth of the matter is, and I'm not, I'm not preaching uh, divorce per se, but what I am preaching is this. Um, you need to make a move to do something. So it's like this. Um, if you're in a place where you're married, you don't want to be with this person. You realize I married the wrong person, be it my fault, his fault, be it my ignorance or my negligence. However, you got to the altar and you said, I do. You, you realize this is not what I signed up for. Not because she can't cook, not because he doesn't have a million dollars in the bank, but because you all just are toxic with each other all the time. You're on guard when you're with him. You're on guard when you're with her. You're defensive. You have to hide stuff. You don't trust him. You don't trust her. Now, we, we got to uh, establish to our first, um, the person you just described, we got to make sure we describe the situation and matches that individual. Because some people will, will it, it, be honest with you, some people will say, I married the wrong person because he doesn't make me feel good in bed. 
or she she can't uh she she's not good she can't contort her body and and do what my ex used to do so i'm with the wrong person and see see they'll come up with some very shallow reasons to to, to claim that they're with the wrong person that's a that's a whole no i know we we kind of got to dibble and dabble in there just a little bit but but i want to make sure we quantify the question because what what Rob just asked was for the person who no no let me let me see if I can add on to what he said no I'm trying to make the relationship work I'm 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 giving I'm sacrificing I'm compromising I'm I'm doing everything I can and he or she they just won't respond we are emotionally disconnected nothing I can do to get him to or her to to just connect with me I feel like a roommate is we're distant all the time we have no uh, connectivity no continuity we have nothing we don't even talk at dinner we mm -hmm, and all that he's checking his phone that so we're talking about the person or she's checking her phone we're talking about the person who is, has put forth effort when they realized that the, the relationship was tough they attempted to to make it right and they still can't get any type of reaction well uh, if you're in that place and it's causing you and here's here's what i'm suggesting it's causing you to lose yourself if this relationship or marriage is going to cost you you that's too much to pay mm. too much to pay so you owe it to yourself to and your sanity to back away and give that person what they've already given you. What's that? Distance. Give them what they're giving you. The distance. Not vindictive distance, but give them the space that they already created in the relationship. There's a space there. And so you back off and you make, you make it real clear to them. Listen, I don't want to do this. I want us to work. But there's, I've tried everything and we can't seem to connect. So I'm going to give you your space. I'm going to go seek counseling for myself. I would love for you to come. So invite them in. If they refuse to go with you in an attempt to get help, then you need to get help for yourself. And getting help might lead you to a divorce. But divorce is not your first option. Going for help is your first option. So what do I say to that person who's in this type of relationship where you think you're with the wrong person? You might even know you're with the wrong person. Go get you some help. Invite the other person if they won't go because I say invite them because they might even get the help that they need because the truth of the matter is what I've witnessed in most of my counseling sessions and coaching sessions is that typically what the husband or the wife is taking out on the person that they're with, their spouse, is usually a result of something they never got delivered from before they even got married to that person. So that just happens to be the punching bag. But you're the object of my frustration, but you're not the source of it. Wow. Oh, man. So, you know, what do you say? What do you say and how do you speak to uh, people, let's say they got in a relationship, they're in love, but the communication is a huge issue, um, is a huge problem, and they found out that the person that they're married to or that they're in a relationship with, maybe they're not married, um, they found out that one, they don't know how to communicate. It's becoming really toxic really fast. How, how do you speak to them? And then how do you also, cause I know you're going to, I'm just throw this question in there. What do you, how do you speak to 
people who realize once they got married that, yo, I got a lot of pain that I have that I didn't know that I'm dealing with and their mate is getting the brunt end of that. Yep. Yep. Now that again, is one of the most common things that I face in coaching and counseling sessions. And it, it's, it's like two people are in a, you've seen those WWE wrestling matches where, I mean, I know it's staged, but it's, it's a, it's a great entertainment, right? You see how they're beating each other, kicking each other, throwing each other against the rope. I mean, just, just destroying each other. And that's what most of these relationships look like. So here you have an individual that let's, let's first deal with the one that's single. If you're single and you're in a relationship or a situationship that the communication is just not there, do yourself a favor, back up while you can. Now your heart and Rob mentioned about being in love. Your heart might be somewhat uh, tied to that other individual. It's better that you back out now. And, and I mean, back out quickly, get out now, cry. But what if they got feelings? What if they're already, what if they already having sex and they, I love him. I love her. What, what do you do? The sex and the feelings. Yeah. You know what? Just like anything else, treat it like a fireworks show. Ooh, ah, but just keep watching. It'll fade away. It'll fade away. It'll fade away. You got to give it a moment now. Boom. Ooh, just broke. keep watching and it will fade away. But here's the thing. It's just like anything else. It, it, it goes back to what we said earlier. What is it you want? When you're trying to force somebody who made it very clear, I don't communicate well. I don't do these things well. Now, and here's the thing, because there are some men and even yet some women, they only communicate, they only communicate well during uh, uh, sexual encounters. That's the only time they communicate well. But but that 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 language of communication is very narrow, <laughs> very <laughs> narrow. Okay, <laughs> typically that level of communication is is uh, filtered through all of the feelings of the flesh, all, all the uh, uh, dopamine that's being released in your body. Uh, all of that filters. In other words, the dopamine covers for what they're not saying, how, what they're saying to you, because I, I, there are some people when they're trying to communicate, they only find continuity in moments like that only. And then once it's over, whatever, however long y'all last, I know they got pills and stuff that can make you go all night long, whatever. But once that moment is over and then you desire and crave a level of communication with your clothes on, then all of a sudden you discover he or she, they don't know how to talk with clothes on. And as soon as you say something, they want to start peeling your clothes off and you, you're not into it in that moment. And all of a sudden you realize, wait a minute, no, this thing is twisted. This thing is perverted. This thing is limited. And so you have to ask yourself, you have to ask yourself because I know it's easy to look at them and blame them for their inability to communicate. But I would challenge you. If we were counseling, I would challenge you right now and say, well, wait a minute. What's got you? so into somebody who can't communicate. Why is it so difficult for you to pull back and pull away from someone who is, who's clearly not a good communicator? So it's easy to blame them. But I, and I'm not looking to blame anybody, but I would always stress to you first, look introspectively within yourself and say, what am I really drawn to in them? What, what got me so drawn to them that I missed it? that I, I missed the fact that they couldn't communicate. I completely ignore that because the truth of the matter is if they can't communicate when you when, uh, right now in a the relationship, they weren't communicating in the beginning. And something 
got missed. You completely missed something. So what do you do for that person? You're, you're going to have to, again, make a decision. Single person, make a decision. Get an accountability person with you, person or persons, and say, look, I'm weak. I don't know how to pull out. I need your help. And you're gonna, you might very well need that level of help to get out. But at the end of the day, listen, be true to yourself. That's the key. And Robin goes back to that whole dynamic of am I, am I being okay with me? Because if I have a problem communicating with my my woman, I have an issue. There's an internal issue with me that is completely causing me to miss this thing, and I, I keep suffering from it. Sometimes I suffer in silence, but I keep on allowing it, and I, I won't deviate. I won't go out. I won't challenge it. And when I do, I always succumb and submit to it. Why? That's the bigger question. So once you can find out why you keep giving into it, and perhaps it came from something you saw your mother do, you saw your father do, and but you don't need to be somebody's spiritual, emotional, and Lord forbid, physical punching bag because they've got some issues. And all of a sudden, in the name of love, that's not love. Doesn't say, oh, just stay and and be beat up. That's not love. No, I, I'm not going to say that's lust. I would say that's ignorance. That's some level of ignorance. Something you are missing. And, and, and on one level, it starts off ignorant, but then it moves to the next level of negligence. Because once you come into the knowledge of the truth that that's not right, whether you want to hear that or not, now you are negligent if you continue to put up with it. So what, what if, what if they're just, that person is holding on to hope to say, hey, yeah. yo, I'm waiting. I know, you know, a lot, a lot of people, they date people or they get involved with people who they know is not perfect that, you know, in the beginning because of their physical looks, their attractions, you know, they'll, they'll look over all of that. And let's say they're good in bed too. So, Hey, then that's a whole another soul time. They may realize, Oh, this person may not be who I want them to be, but they hold on to the hope that I'm going to change them or it's going to get better or, uh, you know, and even saying like, yo, there's no, there's no make, there's no, Better sex than makeup sex or birthday sex or or, you know, they 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 speak, even though it may not be a healthy thing. How do you speak to people also who just rather deal with the crap than being alone? There you go. You you, you kind of on that last point, you just made it. But first, let's go back to the beginning. What you just said here. Here's the issue. Uh, and I say that again to singles all the time. First of all, uh don't marry potential. Marry results. Oh, wait. wait. You got to say that. Happens. You got to say that. You can't just throw that out there. Okay. 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 Here. Because here's the thing. What you just described with a person who said, yeah, they got this, they got that. Yeah, they got a lot of potential. But how many times have we looked at our children? And Rob, you got a nice tribe, you know, beautiful tribe. Coming sure up. All of them look like, I don't know if they look like you or look like Jack. <laughs> yeah, I know that. But all y'all just look alike. Y'all just whatever that is. Y'all y'all just got that thing. But here's the thing: when you look at your children, you you and you know the dynamic of your three children. But you see in them, I guarantee you, potential. You see what they are capable of being. You see what they have the possibility of being. That's awesome. But a lot of people die and either go to heaven or hell with potential. 
And the problem is we want to connect with people. And I'm not saying that that's having being around somebody with potential is great, but you give them an opportunity to, to, to act out that potential. There are some people who have a lot of potential to be great drug dealers have potential to be a great uh, distrib distribution centers or CEOs. They have amazing potential, but they sell drugs. So looking at a person, knowing that they have potential doesn't mean that you just stick with it. If they never tend to act on that potential, it's just a good idea. That's all it is. And so you want to connect with somebody, and at the end of the day, that person is nothing more than a good or let's just give them the best, a great idea. Look for results. What's the difference? A person with potential, if, if, like, for instance, uh, it, it used to be where ladies would always used to get taught, and Rob, you, you could probably relate to this. You, you, you're old enough now, where back in the day, they would say to the ladies, you know, look for a man that can take care of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. have money. He can pay your bills. He can do all this. That was such a, 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 a bad teaching. So you have all these sisters looking for a man with money. She's got bills, and she's looking for a man with money. And I used to say all the time, stop looking for a man and trying to check his credit score. Why don't you find a man and, and check his character score? And so we'll fall for a good credit, but we'll, 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 we'll in turn ignore the bad character. And so, again, it goes back to that whole idea of, yeah, he's got all this potential. In bed, wow, he was amazing. Okay, well, excuse me. I hope there are no kids in the room, but I'm giving you a disclaimer before it comes out my mouth. And I'm about to say it. We, we're talking. We want to be real. But, I mean, at some point, ladies, you, you got to dry up. You got to dry up. You're going to catch that in a minute. You got to dry up. That thing, I mean, how long that, can you go? That thing going to get dry. At some point, friction. At some point, it's gonna, at some point, it's going to be number heat and friction and all that. At some point, it's going to be painful. So he he might he might just, okay, whatever. But at some point, keep going. It's going to hurt. And it won't be as fun. And so then when he starts exploring, um, okay. My I, point to that is this. <laughs> That when it gets when it boils down to it, you can be in love with all of his potential and be practicing what's called self-hatred towards yourself. Because it, again, why is it that you're able to project all of these emotions and feelings for somebody else, but yet you can't accept that for yourself? And, and I'm not saying love yourself from a position of vanity and pride. I'm saying love yourself enough to know when this is just not good for me. Now, it was good. It tastes good. I love German chocolate cake. I can't eat it every day. But I love it. So you got to look at it like that. Yes, you might be in love with him or her. But you just can't have that person every day if it's not good for you. And so, so love yourself to know when I need to stop. But to your point, Rob, and I know the way you framed the question is for that individual who doesn't know that know how to stop. They're just they're in it. And again, it boils down to somebody in their life. Usually there will be somebody in their life will tell them he or she is not good for you. And you need to wake up, open your eyes. But and, and when you made it a, a reference point to the point where they rather put up with that than be alone. Therein lies the problem. 
Because if you're that alone, if you can't stand to be in your own company, come on now, and, and, and being in your company drives you into the company or to the arms of somebody who's not good for you, that if the problem is not him or her, it's you. It's you, fam. It's you. And so, so and, and, and that's the thing here, that the resounding echo that we keep coming to all these questions is going to boil down to one thing. It's you. And I don't want you to feel bad about that man of God, woman of God. I don't want you to feel so bad about it. I want you to accept the fact that there's something wrong with me. And I need to get to the source of that problem because the, the, the fact that I don't know what's wrong with me, it's got me in a place somewhere else that is not healthy. And that under, other individual is just being who they are, unhealthy person who's inflicted their pain, they're torturing you, soul ties, and all the stuff that comes along with that, and now you are stuck, and you need help. So, as, as you, man, you're speaking so much truth. I have, over the last couple of years, um, and our audience, of course we speak to women, but I have to kind of address this with men. Um, how do you speak to brothers who are good brothers, who uh, have either been played and or can't find a mate that they think is the one. That, okay. So that they think is the one. So when we look at a situation like that again, and let's just narrow this now, sisters, you all just kind of sit back and, and, and watch or listen in this case. So for the brothers and you're looking for the one, and you're hoping to get the one. Bro, let, let me help you. When it comes to finding the one, to recognize until you're able to recognize who you are. Your identity will reflect on her. In other words, it's the body. And, and, and when God talks about relationships and, and he talks about the glory of the moon reflects the glory of the sun. The moon in and of itself has a reflective property that when the sun shines on it, the moon glows. Absent the sun, the moon would just sit in the sky dark and you wouldn't be able to see it. But uh, when you're talking about finding the one, every woman that comes in your life won't necessarily reflect the glory on your life. And so my point to that is there's going to be a woman out there. And don't get me wrong, multiple women can have the characteristics of a good wife or the one. But until you can understand who you are, understand your purpose in life, understand what you're built to accomplish, what you're built to, what problems you're built to solve, understand and be secure within you. Uh, understand that you don't have to compare yourself to any other uh, a carbon copy, that you are an original masterpiece formed and fashioned by the hand of God that God has set in the earth with a purpose, a specific purpose ordained by God. Until you come to that conclusion, you're, you're, first of all, you're, you're not living, you're just existing. So we got too many men who are trying to get into relationships and they're only in a place of existence. They have not begun to live yet. 
And a man, a man doesn't begin to live uh, until he's discovered why he exists. And I know why I exist. I know why. Rob, you know what you do. You know your ministry. You know your calling. You know who you're called to. You know who you're not called to. And everything, because I know about you, I know everything about, about your past, through your books, our relationship. I, I, I know where you've come from. I know the, the horror and the pain you came out of. I know the, the deliverance that you've been able to acquire for your life. But through all of that, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the indifferent. It forms and fashions you into the individual that you are to the point where you can now see a woman and recognize her not just by the outer beauty, not by the outer beauty, because if you just look at her aesthetics, watch this now, that won't last. But to be able to look inside her soul, but you have to be able to look in there based off the way she carries herself and by the way she presents herself, by the way she responds and in some instances reacts to your approach, your words, and how you all connect with each other. Is she is she always challenging you? That doesn't mean a woman can't be competitive, but uh, even a competitive woman knows when to compliment that man that she's with. I don't have to compete against him. I'm competitive, but we are still working in tangent together. But, but as a man, you will know the one. Why? Because every time she's around you, you're going to feel better about yourself. Uh, every time she talks, you're, something about you is just going to be exciting. And every time she communicates or says something, when she's not in your presence, you just have, you'll feel a void in you. Now, I'll be honest with you, prior to my wife, at 30, it'll be 30 years of marriage this year. Now, that wasn't, and I was around other, a whole bunch of other women. And when they was gone, shoot, I was glad. It had nothing to do. There was no void. There was no missing her, none of that stuff. But it, there was a difference when it came to my wife now at the time, a girlfriend, and, and even before she was a girlfriend, just a woman I knew. But there was something completely different. And there was this absence I felt. It, it, it's like it's like she was not there, and I can sense her absence. That wasn't with every woman. So you'll know the one because she will have an impact on your life. She'll have an impact on your soul. She'll impact your spirit, and you will feel that. You will sense that. Well, not, not all. It had nothing to do with sex and all that. It was just to be, again, how you all intellectually communicate, how y'all intellectually are around each other, your visions, your goals. She could be called to do something completely different than you, but it was together, it will complement. You'll get excited about what God is trying to do in her life, and here's the kicker. She will get excited about what God is doing in your life. And I don't know about you, Rob, but I, I've known this. When a woman gets excited and expresses that joy in the presence of a man, I'm going to just speak for me. And I, I know you. I can speak for you as well. And the brothers, you all can chime in how you see fit. It does something to us. It, it accelerates yeah. us. It ignites us. It, just, it, it, it gives us that Superman complex, you know. And, and, and it's not that she completes me. Like my wife, we, we, you know, people say, oh, he completes me. She completes me. No, it's not that. Because I, I had to be complete when I came to her. I exactly. needed her to be complete when she came to me. But together, we do a very good job coming up on 30 years now of complementing each other in our unique differences. And she's unique, I'm unique, but together it's just such a level of complementing. And, and she knows how to compliment me, and 
I mean, we we are night and day in our dynamics. I mean, I'm the extrovert. She's the introvert. I'm the preacher. She she doesn't want to be on a mic. She don't want to see. She don't want to do any of that stuff. I counsel all throughout the night. She goes to bed. You know, single men, single women. She don't. She ain't intimidated by that. That because again, she knows. No, no, that's just him doing what God has called him to do, and she's accepted that. She's not. She doesn't feel intimidated by that. She's not. She's not, oh, well, who are you talking to? Why are you talking to that woman? Nope, because she sees something bigger than that. She knows that I'm doing what I've been called to do. And she also knows there's nothing but respect. There's no level of disrespect will ever come yeah. to her. I wouldn't, I wouldn't let it happen. I would be less than a man if that ever happened. So that's how he knows that she's the one. Yo, because it, it just does something to him. That's real. So, man, I could talk to you all night, man, but how can we wrap this thing up? How can we wrap this up? What would you say? What would you say to someone right now who is in a relationship or in a situationship? They want after hearing this podcast, after hearing this live, they want to do better. What 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 is a Bozeman nugget? What what would you tell them? Here, here here's a nugget, and and you you kind of just just hit it right there. Here's the nugget. First and foremost, and, and give you a real simple formula. First and foremost, be honest with yourself. I would say be honest with God, but you can't lie to God. He already knows, okay? Be honest with yourself. Uh, I've, I've even challenged other uh, couples and singles. Here, write down what you just don't like. Let me write down, because sometimes people really can't see what's wrong until they see what's wrong. Write down. What, what you just don't like about yourself, write it down. Be honest with yourself and admit, I have an issue in this area of my life. That's the first thing. Second thing, have a sincere desire to want to be free. Even though you, you may not be there yet, just make up in your mind. you got to make up your mind. It's, it's like uh, what Rick Warren said, there's more to life than this. I've got to come to that realization. I'm better than this. There's more. You're hearing this pod, podcast. You've got to come there. I'm better than this. And if I don't have that realization I'm better than this, these men of God just told me I'm better than this. They've given a whole bunch of examples that, that prove that I'm better than this. What is it that, that why won't I believe them? you got to believe that you're better than this, and you got to want to come out. Now, the third step is... And we'll stop at three steps. The third step is you're going to have to connect with somebody who knows how to get you out. Because if you don't know, you need to get with somebody who knows how. It's real simple. Uh, Siri is not going to be able to get you out of this. Siri, how do I get out of this situation? Go ahead and ask her and see what she says. Okay? And, but my point is that you need to be able to get with somebody who has been through, who has already suffered in relationships, situationships, uh, on your behalf. They've been out. They've been burned. They've been through the fire. They've been through divorces. And they survived it. And now they're, they're thriving. Doesn't mean they're in another relationship, but they're thriving with confidence. And, 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 and you need to get with them and say, hey, can you show me? Will you be willing to guide me through this path and hold me accountable? And I said that was the third last one. Be prepared to be held accountable. If you can accept accountability, you can accept being corrected. You can accept somebody holding you, uh, being responsible for your life. You are on the right path to total deliverance and total healing. Wow. 
Well, you know what, Pastor Bozeman, you you've summed that up. Yo, I'm I'm you 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 can do a mic drop right here, Juju. Just just drop it, man. Yo, where can people find you? Where can they find your stuff? Where can we oh, where man. can we get more? Yeah, I'm I'm on Instagram. Uh, Pastor Steve Bozeman, I believe is the handle. I'm on Facebook. Um, I work a lot. I'm not on as consistently as I used to be, but you can find me uh, because I, I I oversee a ministry called Relationships Uncut, and we do a Facebook Live, and I'm starting to morph over to Instagram uh, as well, but we do a Facebook Live once a week, every Thursday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, every Thursday night on my page, uh, Steve Bozeman, Steve Bozeman on Facebook, and uh, I I um, host a, uh, a Relationships Uncut. Uh, it's, it's not a conference call, but it's a, it's a live, and we have subjects that are very relevant, practical subjects, very similar to what we're talking about tonight. And it's for married couples, for singles. It's for everybody in all type of level of relationships and situationships. And we're there. We take questions. We live questions. And you, you type them out. We take your questions, and we will answer them. And I will follow up with you. And if, if the time allows, I will actually connect with you. And that's where a lot of my counseling appointments come from. Um, you, say you can slide in the DM. I'll go ahead and set up an appointment. We'll get you going. We'll get you on the right path. If you're willing, if you want the help, I will make way for you. I will find time for you. And no, it doesn't cost you anything because somebody's asking that right now, I'm sure. It doesn't cost you anything. It costs you time. If you want help, we'll offer you the help. Yo, Pastor Steve, thank you so much for joining me tonight on this broadcast, this podcast. It's been dope. I'm excited. I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about what's going to happen with everyone who listen. Yo, this is going to be available on the I Am Man podcast. Yo, come back. We appreciate you. We're going to have you back on the show. Um, this has been amazing. So, yo, get out of those situationships. Contact, get with Pastor B. He'll help you out. Uh, and he, you heard it right here. It won't cost you anything but honesty. Won't cost you anything but honesty. Yo, thank you, Pastor B. Uh, you, man. Appreciate you, man.